Welcome to The Grange Point, where we hang out and talk about the latest news in science technology and how they relate to your everyday life. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Scientists of Australia. We're a youth organisation aged 15 to 25 whose work is to promote science to the youth of Australia. Black holes seem terrifying and mysterious, but if you know where to look, they can be easy to find. Now, black holes dancing and interacting with each other in the darkness, just by their nature of being black holes, makes it difficult to find. But if we do, we can actually capture some pretty cosmic collisions and shed light on some physics mysteries, plus observing black holes relatively close to Earth. Now even if you're not a super space fan, or someone fully across all the latest theories in cosmology and astrophysics, you've probably heard of a black hole, and have a basic understanding of what it is. Now the idea of black holes has been around since around the late 19th and 19th centuries when when knowing about gravity people formulated well what if there was something so dense so heavy that nothing could escape from it and that's basically the premise of a black hole it's so dense that it actually brings and traps all energy not quite all but enough energy especially light and prevents it from escaping these super dense objects are scattered throughout space in a variety of sizes now a general proof that it exists was developed after Einstein's discovery of general relativity in 1915 by Carl Schwarzschild in 1916. To sort of solve the general relativity equation to show that some kind of object like a black hole could exist. And formulations and predictions about what a black hole could look like as a kind of mathematical curiosity existed for a long time. Now, when Jocelyn Bell Burnell the famous astronomer and astrophysicist discovered neutron stars all the way back in 1967. She sort of laid the groundwork for potentially discovering another kind of object in space. Stephen Hawking is often associated with black holes as well for his work in proving that they could emit some type of radiation that could be used to detect them. So going back to 1971, we had a pretty good idea that there was a black hole hanging out in Cygnus, the swan, that was sort of the first observed black hole. And later on, in more recent observations, like in 2019, the Event Horizon Telescope actually managed to get a picture, our first direct image of a black hole. Now, these are all exciting things, but black holes can come in a lot of different sizes. Sometimes they spin, sometimes they don't. Some are small, there's the medium size, and then there's the supermassive black holes that live inside the centers of galaxies. And, you know, the common question about a black hole, because you know and understand that they have the event horizon after which something gets sucked in and undergoes spaghettification and basically gets crushed into oblivion and nothing escaping. Well, we all understand this concept, so it can seem like a scary thing. The next obvious question, once you get your head around what happens when a black hole comes in to interact with something, is, well, where's the closest one and is it something I need to worry about? And that's exactly what researchers from the European Southern Observatory, the ESO, have discovered. Now, I've got some good news for you. It's the closest discovery of a black hole to Earth, but it's around a thousand light years away. So you can relax because we know where the closest one is, at least for now, and it's a very long way away. Now, this is the closest we've ever discovered a black hole, to Earth, which is seems like a crazy thing, but a thousand light years away is as close as they can get, at least for now. And it's really interesting because the system that this black hole lives in 
is actually part of a trinary, a triple system, that can be seen with the naked eye. Not the black hole, but the, the star system where this black hole is hanging out in. Now, the reason why the scientists at ESO's La Silla Observatory in Chile have managed to discover this black hole is by observing these two stars and looking at the way they were interacting, seeing their changing in intensities in light as something passes in front of them, and looking at the mechanics of their orbits, they could sort of narrow in on something strange about that system. And that means that they could dive in and use it to identify a black hole. And this kind of mechanism actually lays a method out, such as researchers like Thomas Rivenus is what they published in the journal Astronomy and Astrophysics, because it shows a way to find stars and perhaps also find black holes. Now, what's really interesting here is that a lot of the time when we discover black holes lurking somewhere in the universe, they're not in a star system that you can easily see with the naked eye. But that actually is the case here because this star system in the constellation Telescopium is actually relatively close to us and the stars can be viewed in the summer hemisphere on a dark clear night with just binoculars or a telescope. And that's amazing because normally you don't have to go hunting to get complicated astronomical equipment to see the star system with a black hole nearby, you can do it at home as an amateur astronomer. Now, originally these scientists were looking at HR6819, this pair of double stars, as part of a general survey of binary star systems. Now, what happened is they started to turn on spectroscopy and other te and telescopic instruments to sort of study this pair and found something else emitting radiation in that space, something they didn't actually expect. And then they sat down, of course, to study it in detail over several months, 40-day period in total. Now, what's interesting about this hidden black hole, HR 6819, it's one of the first times a stellar mass size, a smaller black hole, has been found that's not actually shredding to pieces the stars around it. And that means that it's not also creating this massive accretion disk around its event horizon, which means it appears, well, truly black. It's got no other bits of jets of energy being emitted or other strange things lurking around the edges, distorted gas clouds, you name it. That's really amazing to think about, that this black hole is sort of just hanging there, resting there silently in this system with two stars around it. Now, in terms of size... It's an object that's invisible with a mass around four times the sun. Really, so it could possibly be a black hole because there's nothing that that size and that dense. Now, overall, there's not actually that many black holes in our galaxy. This is only one of a handful that have been discovered, and but it's definitely the closest. Since the Milky Way is sort of an interesting point in its developmental life cycle. As stars age in the Milky Way, we'll probably see more and more of these smaller types of black holes forms. But now that we know that this type is out there in the populations, if you extrapolate it and the types of stars and numbers of stars in the Milky Way, there probably are hundreds of more of these hidden black holes out there, at least, if not hundreds of millions when you expand the sort of search field. And that's the amazing thing, because stars, there's just so many stars, and it's therefore also so likely that you end up with so many black holes of the smaller scale. Having small black holes scattered everywhere through the galaxy is also interesting as well, because when you have a black hole colliding with another object, or maybe even another black hole, you can 
end up with violent cosmic mergers. And these release gravitational waves, which are what researchers are often trying to detect here on Earth to understand the very nature of the universe. And we often think that these activities are rare because well, such a colossal merger or collision seem like something that would be quite unusual. To get two black holes running into each other means there has to be a reasonable number of black holes out there. And a finding like this shows that it's possible to get two black holes in the same system, or maybe a black hole and a neutron star, as a relatively common occurrence. And that means that having chances to detect things like gravitational waves from these stellar collisions might be a little bit easier. Certainly means our galaxy is a much more interesting place than we first thought. You can read more about this paper in the journal Astronomy and Astrophysics with a large international team of researchers, including Rivenes, Bard, Rava and Haider, all working together from research institutions all the way from Prague to Georgia State University to the European Southern Observatory in Chile. is that they're not some kind of stationary hole in the fabric of the universe. They move around. They're quite active. They dance. And even though they're black, they're not dancing completely in the dark. They can't be observed directly, but you can pick them up if you know exactly what to look for. And scientists using the NASA Spitzer telescope have been finding out a way to observe the complicated dance that's actually occurring right now between two enormous black holes very very far away now in galaxy oj287 and the word galaxy there gives you a clue to how far away these is it's around 3.5 billion light years away which means that we're receiving light that happened 3.5 billion years ago so it's very far and very long ago that we're talking about here but inside the galaxy oj287 there's some really, really massive black holes. In fact, two of them. And so they're some of the largest ever discovered. Now, one black hole has mass over 18 billion times that of our sun. So imagine one sun, two, three, four, maybe a hundred suns. Now, times that by 18 million. And you get kind of close to 18 billion times the mass, the volume of our sun. Now, Next to this is another black hole with a smaller, by comparison, but still insanely huge size, one of that 150 million times the sun's mass. So we're talking about one really, really, really big black hole and one big but not as colossal as the other. And these two black holes are orbiting each other. Twice every 12 years, the smaller black hole crashes through the huge disk of gas surrounding its much, much, much larger companion, which causes all kinds of stellar anomalies, flashes of light brighter than trillions of stars, brighter than the entire Milky Way galaxy, which means it's actually pretty easy to see. Now, this kind of weird dance yielding high energy, high bursts of light is obviously fascinating and also kind of scary to think about. 
because the amount of energy being released here as these two objects not even directly collide, just graze past each other. They're orbiting gas clouds interacting, causing some pretty amazing fireworks. Not actual fireworks, but you get the meaning. Now, this happens because the smaller black hole's orbit is not quite circular. It's a weird oblong shape. And it shifts position around the much larger black hole, and it's sort of tilted at a angle to the first one. It means that the smaller black hole sort of punches and crashes through the disk, shooting out bubbles either side as it sort of pierces through. And after 48 hours, it really starts to these gas clouds quadruple in brightness. Now, because of its weird orbit, it's not quite periodic enough to happen exactly perfectly every time in the 12-year orbit. Sometimes the flares appear as little as one year apart. Other times it's at the opposite extreme, 10 years between flashes. Now, this is a pretty complicated behavior. So to try and model it is really difficult. But in 2010, scientists managed to actually finally do it. They could predict when the next collision was about to occur, or at least when one was about three weeks away. And they demonstrated this by predicting a flare all the way back in 2015 to within roughly around three weeks. But of course, that's not sufficient. Now, a group of researchers way back in 2018 led by Lankeswa Day, who's a graduate student of the Tata Institute of Fundamental Research in Mumbai, India, outlined a method that they claimed could be helped to use to predict the future timing of those flares for, instead of three weeks, narrowing it down to a period of four hours. And that's a pretty good model, if it works. And that's what researchers were fortunately able to use to predict another flare and observe it correctly in 2019. So this goes to show that Research students like Lankeswa Day from Mumbai, India, are able to predict and make incredible calculations that can be used to observe some pretty amazing things far, far away. The problem is, trying to observe that flare, which was predicted to occur on July 31st to 2019, meant that, well, none of the Earth telescopes were actually in line at that time to pick it up. And that's where stellar telescopes like NASA's Spitzer Space Telescope come in. By getting the telescope into the right position at the right time, you can actually sort of ca capture something that you would miss otherwise on Earth. Now, another interesting part about this observatory is that because of these objects' large mass and the two black holes colliding or interacting with each other, there's also the potential for gravitational waves to be emitted or observing some weird, strange, high-energy things that perhaps could be leading to further proof or discoveries of gravitational waves. Now that means that OJ287 and having good predictions about when it's actually going to shoot off a flare makes it a very useful tool for researchers to scramble at the Laser Interferometer Gravitational Wave Observatory in LIGO to make sure they might catch anything that's released. So when it comes down to trying to capture some of these rare astronomical events and get them in detail and measured on a telescope or other instrument, having a good model is incredibly important. And the validation here is that the model developed actually was pretty accurate. And we were able to detect it using a space-based telescope when none of the other surface telescopes would have been able to find it. And it shows the importance of space-based telescopes and the way that they can help fill gaps in our observations of the universe to make sure we don't miss key events like this and can use it to better understand and predict 
behaviour of strange objects in our solar system and shed light on some more fundamental mysteries like gravitational waves. Now there's some great research published in the journal Astrophysical Journal which outlines combination of work done by researchers in Spitzer including Seppo Lane and also the theoretical modellers who predicted in the first place using this prediction method like Lenesca Day. This has been the Young Scientists of Australia's podcast, LaGrange Point. Black holes engaged in a cosmic collision dance and finding black holes nearby to Earth, then you can see the system with your naked eye. Our ending theme was composed by Audionatics. Head to ysa.org.au for more information about the Young Scientists of Australia. <laughs>